Okay, so this is Unmatch Me Now podcast, the podcast about horrible, funny, and weird online dating experiences. And today uh, I'm with Philip here in Berlin. So Philip, please tell us a bit about yourself. Hi, uh, I'm Philip. I'm from England originally. I moved to Berlin uh, almost seven years ago. I'm a musician and I have various jobs related to music up to and including performing it. I'm gay and all that entails. Nice. Okay. So uh, I assume you use mainly Grindr? Um, when I use apps, and I think like every gay guy, it goes in cycles, I mainly use Grindr. There is another app or website that's a lot more popular in Europe than Britain and America, which is Gay Romeo. As far as I'm aware, I can't actually you know. I don't use Tinder myself. So gay, I always call it gay Tinder. I don't use Tinder myself. So I, I can't speak for it. My understanding is the gay guys that use Tinder are genuinely using it to find a really, because they're more interested in finding a relationship than sex. Ah, I see. Grindr okay. is as far as I'm, okay, I'm, you know, obviously I don't know if I need to say this. I'm speaking only for myself, yeah, from what sure. I understand. Yeah. And I'm sorry if people think I'm misrepresenting them. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I would say most gay guys who use Grindr use it to find sex. Uh, and most gay guys who use Tinder use that because they are genuinely interested in having a relationship. Gay Romeo has a mixture of both. Obviously, there are people on Grindr who say they're looking for a relationship. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> there are people on Grindr who say they're looking for friends. I don't know why. There are people on Grindr who say they're looking for gym buddies. I don't know why or what that really means. Mm. I have always yeah. assumed it was a euphemism for let's work out and then have sex with each other afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have never found a gym buddy, so I don't know. But then I've also never found a friend, <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, I don't, well, I mean, yeah. I'm not, not to say I haven't made friends with people who I've had sex with, but I have not gone on Grindr thinking this would be a good place to find friends. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. And I know. mean, in general, using dating websites to find friends seems weird to me. Well, I mean, one of the options on Grindr, so there's a thing you can say looking for. And, it's, yeah. and the options are... Oh God, right now, later, relationship, friends, networking. And like, really, I mean, and people tick it. And I, I don't know what they mean by that. Uh, I don't know whether they hope someone's going to give them a job because they've got a really good body. <laughs> I mean, if it's as a model, I guess. I guess they're uh, just like trying to be open uh, with the possibilities. Or? Yeah, but what? I don't, I don't, I don't want to, I don't know. I don't know. What that, I just don't know what it means. And I don't know what the people who tick it are expecting when they tick that and i don't know of anyone no one has ever i've never spoken to someone i mean it's never come up why would you talk about this but i would never i've never spoken to someone who has said ah yes i had a really i networked really well on grinder one time (laughs) yeah Yeah. i've never had that conversation that would be just a weird sentence to say right i mean I i could imagine it happening like for example a long time ago i'm not sure it says anymore my profiles on the various websites and we can get to that later uh because i'm talking only about now about you know what i do use which is kind of you know it used to mention that i'm a musician and i guess someone technically could ask oh what kind of musician are you oh i'm looking for one of those are you free on so and so for a gig yeah uh and i you know if it was the money was right i would have said yes uh but that's the i like what other networking can you think of oh you're an engineer great our company is looking for an engineer like, yeah um, i don't, I don't not, know it's a i'm weird not thing. sure yeah it's it's a weird concept, but um, yeah. I mean, Grindr offers it, so I assume they've done the you know the market research that say people want it. 
uh, it's also possible they're just experimenting. Yeah, true. It doesn't cost yeah. anything to put that uh, to put yeah. that option in. And do you know what I said? Grinder is one picture, and I just want to make it clear that I do know. I have noticed last time I used Grinder that they seem to have added the option to have now more pictures. Like I don't oh, know how many? But now it, it's a big. Oh, it used to be just one. picture. It used to be one picture, and you could send as many pictures as you wanted in private messaging, but you only had one picture to get oh, people's attention. Because okay. now they have like a swipe. And now you have right? one picture that's in shows up in the grid, and now you can swipe through four or five or however many pictures. Yeah. So, by far, what would be your worst uh, dates? Okay, so we're going to go, we'll start with the worst, shall we? Okay, fine. Yeah. Um, my worst ever in-person experience happened over three occasions, uh, two of which were in-person and the third was a, by text. And it was all with the same person, obviously. Um, so the backstory to this is also, I'm pretty sure I was going through a sex addiction at the time. Okay. <laughs> So I would get home from work at about 6 p.m. and I would log on to seven different dating apps and sites. Oh, wow. <clears throat> um, two apps, because that's all there was back then, and five sites, uh, I think. And I would stay online till I either found someone to go and have sex with or until it got to about like 1 a.m., 2 a.m. when I really couldn't rationalize it anymore. And I'd be like, okay, no, I really... Because even if I found someone at 2 a.m., what am I going to do? Go and have sex with them? And then, you know, and then what time would I get to work? And the answer is yes, I would sometimes do that. Um, <laughs> but eventually by, by 2am I'd be like, I know I really do have, this is pointless, I really do have to sleep. So I was in this kind of phase when this happened. And this guy was cute and he wanted to come over. And already from the, the after agreeing to come over, I mean, I should have already been suspicious because I think he wrote to me first and that never happened <laughs> back then. Um, so he wanted to come over and I was like, that was fine great he was cute um he was coming from some town near london he wasn't coming from london he was like oh and i have no money so you have to pay my train ticket and i was like what okay yeah. i mean that's li- okay that's what this is one of the things that makes me think i was really going to an addiction because like why would you do that um but you know i had a good job then and it wasn't much and, I, and he was cute <laughs> uh so i was like okay fine honestly i can understand that I mean, yeah. I would do that for a girl, probably, if you said, like, if she said, like, yeah. Yeah, I'm only... And, I'm, yeah. and he was like, oh, and I... Because I've been visiting my, like, little brother or my mother or something, blah, blah, blah. Well, yeah, I'm staying so, at my mom's house, yeah. so and I, need, I was like, oh, okay, fine. Anyway, he got on the train, apparently. I mean, who knows? He could have been coming from down the street um, <laughs> and just said that so he could get 20 quid off me. You know, this is the kind of thing yeah. it could have been. Anyway, he got on the train, and then between him getting on the train and him arriving my flat flooded from above the guy above was deaf and his washing machine flooded and he didn't hear it oh shit. so his kitchen flooded and it started coming through into our kitchen so m- me and my flatmate so our kitchen started flooding and i was like oh well now i have to tell this guy you can't come over it's not appropriate it's not yeah it's not practical i'm trying to you know rescue my flat with my flatmate anyway i wrote to him and he didn't pick up the message because I think we'd probably only communicated by app. He hadn't shared his number or something. So, and he didn't have his app turned on until he arrived in London at the terminal near where I lived. Um, so anyway, he came out on land, you know, back from the, from, the, from the underground or whatever and got my messages and was, needs to say, and a reasonable person would have understood. Yeah. But he was furious. Why? Well, because... Because he was an asshole who was trying to, like, exploit me. But I didn't realize that at the time. Okay. 
like I say, a reasonable person would have understood. Yeah, I mean, it's and not your he, fault, right? Right, yeah. exactly. But he he was young. He was like, I was 24 or 5 and he was 20 or something. Uh, and he was just a young dickhead who was like put out that he'd come all this way and wasn't going to be able to sleep with this <laughs> guy who is n- nothing special anyway. <laughs> um, so again, so another reason to have been suspicious. Um, but he was really annoyed. And I, and I felt bad because even though I knew, I knew in my head uh he was probably lying he's probably a dick in you know still in my heart he was this young guy who'd taken a train from his mother's house to come here (laughs) so i was like look you can't come over because it's not practical i'm trying to rescue my flat but i appreciate i've put you to some trouble oh my god i'm such a doormat anyway (laughs) uh i will come and meet you because the terminal's just around the corner from where i lived and i will give you the money that i said i would give you the 20 quid for your train but I'm sorry, you can't come over. Anyway, I went around to meet him, leaving my flatmate to deal with this water. Um, and I gave him this money and he was really cute. And somehow he, he like, I don't know. He said, he, he, I think he said he didn't believe me and I was just being a dick. And I was like, why would I, if I was being a dick, I wouldn't have given you the 20 quid. I wouldn't come and see you. Like, yeah. what? He said, I don't believe you. I think, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, he somehow convinced me or he like, preyed on my unwillingness for people to not believe me when I know I'm right. (laughs) Um, Anyway, I was like, okay, look, come and I'll show you. You'll come and I'll come over and I'll show you the water damage. Anyway, so I brought him back to the flat and he still there was water damage. (laughs) And then it was like, well, since you're here, we might as well have sex. Um, I mean, nobody saw that coming. Yeah. So yeah. (laughs) So the, the water was kind of, the water damage was kind of contained now because we'd contact, we'd managed to get the attention of the man upstairs who hadn't realized what's going on. So the water had slowed down. We'd put down buckets and stuff. We turned off the lights in the kitchen to make sure there's no electricity going through. There wasn't really much to be done. So I sort of awkwardly said to my flatmate, okay, well, it looks like you can handle this. This won't take long. Anyway, so we went in and we had some okay sex. And, you know, I wasn't going to complain because he was, like I say, he was very cute. Fine. Then he left. And then the next, so that was the first time, which does not sound all that bad, although he was a bit of a dick. Um, And the flat flooding wasn't his fault. Uh, (laughs) But the next time, yeah, he was even more of a dick and wanted again money for his train and... He wanted that I would buy him a pack of cigarettes and that I make him dinner. And so it was all really, Ooh. it just all got a bit much. And yeah. I like, <laughs> yeah, you say, oh, as if I was like going to make him a nice like steak and kidney pie or something. <laughs> I can't cook. Like I made him some disgusting pasta that he, eat, that he did not eat. And I don't blame him because it, <laughs> it was revolting hot and it would have been even worse cold, which it was by the time he arrived. Uh, I said like a 1950s house. Like, I, mean, I didn't even arrive in time to use dinner. He's going to eat it cold. Anyway, he turned up, took his cigarettes, took his train money, and I sucked him off. Uh, and he just wasn't very nice. Um, so he left. Anyway, after then, I got crabs. And I think I got them from him. I don't know. Because like I said, I was going through a sex addiction. Could have been one of many people. But I think he was one of the only people I'd had sex with recently. And, you know, it was just easier to pin it on him because he was being a dick. And I and I don't know. I just thought, I got crabs around the same time as this was going on. I was like, ugh, that dickhead. <laughs> so that happened. And I was like, okay, well, I'm not meeting that guy again. This is That's like the last straw. Anyway, so he wrote to me again and said, hey, can I come around again? And I said, no, sorry. It was nice. You know, you say that anyway, whether it was nice or not. It was nice. But no, I'm, I don't think so. But thank you very much. Have a great life. 
and he got really mad over text. Uh, did he ring me? No. Did he? He got really mad over text, and he. I don't remember much of what he said, but I remember he threatened me and my flatmate. He said, "I'm gonna. I know where you live. I'm gonna come. I'm gonna come fuck you up. I'm gonna come over. I'm gonna fuck your flatmate up." Um, and I was like, "Wow, okay. W- one thing threatening me, but threatening my flatmate is a pretty shitty thing to do." Yeah. Um, and I just said, "Well." I know who you are because you used my computer and left yourself logged in with a whole lot of stuff. Um, and I have your phone number and I have these texts. So if you don't take that back right now, if you don't tell me right now that was a, that was an idle threat. I can't remember, I can't remember how I phrased it, but I said, I'm going to, I'm going to call the police because that's a really scary threat. And he backtracked immediately and said, no, no, I didn't mean it. I'm really sorry. I was just being like, I was just being a, a jerk. Blah, blah, blah. But can we meet up? And I said, no. <laughs> um, I said, no, don't threaten me. If you contact me again, I will call the police. This conversation is over. And I maybe I blocked his number. And yeah, I was I was in the office when this was happening. It was like three in the afternoon and I was like shaking. Like, and it was all because it wasn't even like a loud threatening argument on the phone. It was just all in silence by text. Yeah. Um, and I was shaking. It was pretty awful. And I felt bad. And I told my, I've debated whether to tell my flatmate whether it happened. And I thought, no, she should know because if he someone comes around knocking, yeah. she needs to know that he's dangerous and not to let him in. So I told her, and obviously she was stressed and she was upset with me for. And she, 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 she did not blame me for being a dick and letting this asshole into our lives, so to speak, or our flat at the very least. Uh, but she was scared necessarily, and I said, yeah, Look, "I don't think we need to be that worried. I think he was just, you know, bark worse than his bite kind of thing. I think he was just trying to act like a big man because the moment I mentioned the police, he backed off." Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, um, his guy was a real dick. He extorted money from me, effectively. He threatened me and my flatmate, maybe gave me crabs. Uh, and that's why I think he's probably my worst ever online dating experience. That's that's pretty worst, yeah. It's like yeah. pretty bad. And yeah. it, um, it was one of two things. Oh, If I count all that as one thing, even you know, the threatening, the money, the crabs, um, I... It was one of two, if, that, if, if that's all one thing, I count that as one of two things that uh, actually broke me from my app and sex addiction because I was like, I have to get out of this situation now. <laughs> I deleted them all. I logged out them all. And I really, for some time, uh, was like, okay, well, I have to get out of this online world because look what it did. Yeah, I think that's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, and I, you know, I went cold turkey and I am back now on apps. I do use them now, but I'm you know, older and wiser. So you talk about sex addiction a lot, like in that story, right? Like, or at least you mentioned it. Yeah. Do you think that Grindr or really any online dating apps kind of induce that more than it would happen normally, like in regular before dating apps? I don't know. And I don't know for a lot of reasons. One, I mean, I would say it certainly enabled it because if I'd had a sex addiction and I didn't have the apps, what would I have done? I mean, gone cruising in the woods, I guess, until it got to, like, winter. I don't know. I think before before apps, people would just, like, go to clubs and, you know, stuff like that. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, if my... I guess. I mean, I just don't know because, one, I don't even know if I had a sex addiction. I would say the way I talk about it makes me think I do, but what do I know? I haven't been to a therapist to talk about that issue. Well, a sex addiction is defined by a number of things, but the most prominent one is 
that you seek sex that will endanger your your life in in ways that you might lose your job or you spend money in a on in a very not not smart uh, way you know like in money you don't have yeah. or you uh risk other people in order to uh you know achieve yeah oh god you know i just remembered yeah you're right i gave that guy 20 quid and then when he was in my flat he was like oh can you transfer me other money too because i need it for something else and i did oh <laughs> damn <laughs> anyway so so yes i probably did have a sex addiction um anyway do you think there's a lot of um sex addiction like have you met other people that you thought that were sex addicts no but that might not that doesn't mean that they weren't sex addicts it just mean i didn't recognize yeah. sex addiction in them or they didn't talk about their sex lives in a way that made me think they had a sex addiction mm, i see interesting okay and okay so this was the worst that was the worst it, and i say it was one of two things that made me quit that life because i realized it that was not going in a good direction and the other was much in 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 one way much less bad but in an in another way just really shocking and it made me uh it really upset me and it was that someone was just rude to me in a comment or during a chat um but they were really rude. So when I was back in the back when this was going on, when I was living in London, I was a bit chubbier than I am now. And I was not happy about it, but I also didn't try and hide it. I didn't send people like pictures of me 10 years ago or pictures yeah. of someone else or whatever. So anyway, so I had a picture of me as my profile picture on probably Grinder. This guy wrote to me first, maybe, which again, like I said, was always a surprise. And he was cute and he was around the, corner on his way from somewhere to somewhere else and i was like oh great so i sent him i replied and he said he asked me something like blah blah, blah how much do you weigh and because i didn't go to the gym and i didn't like to know how much i weighed i didn't know so i said well i don't know but i could put and i said i could probably stand to go to the gym a bit <laughs> which is which is my kind of fairly standard self-deprecating but honest response like i didn't I, what I, and what i have never wanted or i'm always very honest with these kind of things even though i'm still not very happy with my body as it is even though it's much better than it used to be um i'm very careful to like send quite unflattering photos because what i really don't want and what i could not handle is someone coming to the door me opening it and then like slamming it in my face or turning around <laughs> and leaving because they claim i don't look like my pictures like i'm i always try and send pictures that really show people what they're gonna get which is not a six-pack model adonis like that's yeah. just not what i am and i don't want people coming to my door or vice versa thinking that's what they're going to get and then being disappointed because I'm, I'm not interested in that anyway so i sent him a picture or two and so he knew what i looked like he asked me how much i weigh and i said that uh i could probably stand to go to gym a bit more and he said ah so you're a fat bastard <laughs> what and the- i said well no i'm not morbidly obese but i could probably stand to go to gym a bit more and he said so, he said one or two things in between, but he ended up saying, he said, he said, you know, why don't you just get off your ass and go to the gym? So and he, what he said was at the end, if you think I'm being rude, uh, I am. It's I'm trying to motivate you to get off your ass and do some exercise. And I was just like, but I, but like, <laughs> you don't know me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, you might, I might not respond well to that kind of, you know, what you call in inverted commas motivation. Yeah. And I'm not sure I wrote any of this. I must, I probably wrote something stupid like, okay, 
back. Um, but what I was thinking was, you know, what a weird thing to say. Why? What makes you think I would respond well to that kind of motivation? What I'm pr- probably going to do is, uh, like, get upset and comfort eat, which is going to have the exact opposite response of what your motivation intended. So well done. <laughs> um, and it, and I, I, I'm pretty sure I just like shut grinder down and it, it it really and i forget what order they happened chronologically this uh, other guy and then this guy called me a fat bastard but it definitely contributed to my like <laughs> okay this has to stop i i if if people are gonna say that to me i can't put myself in that position because that was really upsetting i think in general like being interacting with people on the internet can be so damn like so hurtful and damaging sometimes you just have to have this time off uh, and i think i don't know for, for me as well when i was using tinder it just i think sometimes some weeks i would be like fuck this has really been a hard week on my self-esteem or a hard month or whatever and i was like really you know people sometimes test you in the in the way and they're not really they don't think about you know what they say and how it will affect other people and then uh, i don't know it's just well i mean and it works both ways like i have never told someone they're a fat bastard <laughs> i would never do that i would never i mean why would you to, really what, like well because i want to motivate them of clearly. course yeah. <laughs> because i want, I want to help yeah. them i want to help you it's out my because of the goodness of my heart <laughs> that i tell you you're a fat <laughs> bastard and you need to do some exercise but okay i would never do that i would never say anything like that but um you know, from the other side, I also, like, I write to plenty of people all the time and get rejected. And you know what? Fine. I'm not fine. It hurts. Fine. Whatever. You get over it. Or you don't. But also, conversely, people write to me that I don't want to have sex with and I have to reject them. And what I have learned is there is no right way to do it. There is no good way to do it. Everyone, you cannot please everyone. uh, Because if you ignore people that uh write to you so one classic thing to do is if someone writes hi or whatever you just ignore them yeah and some people are fine with it but some people are not they, they say they, they write back how rude the least you can do is say no thank you blah blah blah, blah. yeah and it's like okay well that's technically true i guess but then if you take that on board and you think okay well i'll respond to every message even if i'm not interested that's um, not feasible people say what oh how are you saying you get so many messages not feasible <laughs> response? wow good for you for me it's perfectly feasible let me tell you uh, i have plenty of time to reply to the messages i get anyway um what i want to say was that they sometimes i've had i've had people write to me say hi that i'm not interested in and then i can go to if i decide to respond i can go two ways i can say hi Thanks for writing, but I'm not interested. And then people can do, can, can say, oh, what? who mentioned anything about, you know, said, what do you mean interested? I just wrote yeah, to say yeah. hi, blah, blah. <laughs> it's like, okay, fine. Well, now I've pissed you off too. I mean, it opens so many doors to a lot of different scenarios yeah, that right? you don't Because want. I'm on Grindr and I really wanted to talk to you about, you know, the background of your profile picture where you have some band t-shirt I like. <laughs> anyway, um, and the other, all the other thing is, it will then lead into some kind of conversation, whether it goes directly to a sex question or not that will eventually get to the question of, so you're interested in coming over? And, th- and then I will say, well, no, thank you. And then they'll say, well, why did you write back then if you weren't interested? Yeah. Why did you waste my time with this conversation? Why did you 
give me that glimmer you know i've never heard it phrased like this but i assume the thing is because i felt it myself why do you give me that glimmer of hope when the notification thing blinked and i thought oh a message yeah which is a nice feeling <gasps> a message yeah and then it's to say no thank you and so those people get annoyed when you do write to them back and say no thank you you so can't please anyone so you, you can't please and well you can't you can't please everyone certainly and so I just do what I feel like in the moment. Sometimes I write back and sometimes I don't. Um, my kind of rule of thumb, which I have used professionally as well uh, when I was working uh, like as an agent and people would write asking for, for a representation mm-hmm. is um, to put as much effort in my response as they put in their original message. Yeah. So when people would write asking for representation and they'd sent some cut and pasted thing and hadn't even bothered to find out my name or what we did yeah i wouldn't even respond that's a good rule and so when people write on grinder and they write hi that's very low effort yeah it's really low effort so it's like well either i write hi back or i don't even respond if they say hi and then they mention something in my profile or something about my picture then i will read their profile you know then i will respond in some way or whatever yeah and it, but you know and it, each case is different but usually if i'm in a good mood that's my rule of thumb so you mentioned the guy that asked you about your weight, right? Yes. Is that a thing in the in, in the gay community that you guys have like physical... Body fascism, yes. Yeah? Do you have, <laughs> Is it do you a have thing? That? Like, wow. does it matter yes. how, what's me. the height or, you know, like, are the people that want date like people that are shorter than them or... I mean, have you heard the phrase no fats, no femmes, no Asians? No. Wow, you're so straight. <laughs> um, yeah, that's like a whole... That's, a, that's such a thing in the gay community that people make fun of it. Like I, as a professional composer, have written a song called No, which is like a list of, um, it was just one day. I was one, it was literally one day's worth of scrolling through the grid. And I just made a list of every time someone said no on their profile. Oh, and man. I made a song of it. Like all the, like, no, this, I'll no, send this, it to no, you. that. Put it at the end of the podcast. Yeah. Well, by all means. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, and so cool it was concept. like, so the, the classic is no fats, no femmes, no agents. Because gay people don't want fat people. But they don't want feminine guys. They don't want Asian guys. Isn't that super racist? Yes, it's super racist. Nobody. It's super, but it's fat shaming. It's super femme shaming. It's super racist. And how come no one is like. They are. Lots, lots of gays are outraged by how openly racist other gays can be um but that doesn't seem to stop like if you're going to be openly racist i guess you don't care what the yeah, kind of gays who are angry about it probably, think yeah. um and they like they say things like um oh it's just a preference da, 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 because you know yeah, that, that yeah. Means. and um and i don't actually sadly i don't think this is the best uh forum to have this particular discussion because i'm not as like boned up on it as a lot of my friends would be who are really into like the academia behind it and they've done all the research and they know all their they know all the best arguments against it and stuff and so mm-hmm. i don't want to sit here and be a weak argument against how awful that is yeah yeah well, i mean you don't really but, need that no, strong no. argument right well just, no well, well, quite right but i don't want to say something stupid and then have someone else say well actually that's not the real reason we're angry it's because x y and z yeah um but but yes gays can be uh really superficial uh can be really superficial uh really racist um and and grinder is a hotbed of that because people say okay well i'm just looking for sex and this is the kind of person i want to have sex with so i'm going to make it easier for myself by saying by listing all the things i don't want and if that is no fats no femmes no asians then that's what i'm going to put my profile um and yeah obviously a lot of people scrolling through that are gonna get hurt by it because it's a dickish thing to say and in fact um 
one thing I'm much more interested in is, and I try and make it, actually, my, my profile doesn't list anything I, I want anymore. Um, I'm just, because over the years, I have realized that the way to get more sex is to become a blank canvas onto which people can project <laughs> what they want. <laughs> rather which was my previous strategy which was to show how interesting and unique i am it's an interesting strategy which is what i do you want which is fine for dating you want people you want people to date you but i don't care if people want to have sex with me i just want people to have sex with me if that makes sense so if i make myself a blank canvas and then people who want to think I'm masculine because I have a shaved head and I go to the gym sometimes, uh, <laughs> a listener don't get the wrong idea, um, want to think I'm masculine, then great. And if people who want to think I'm artsy and creative because I'm a musician, then fine. Uh, you know, I, don't want, I want to maximize my options. So I'm much more interested in... So I used to, on my profile, never say what I didn't want. When I did used to list things, I used to say what I was interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a good. I mean, be positive. Exactly. You know, so many people just say being negative on their profiles. You can't do this and you can't do that. Don't yeah. send me this. Don't send me that. Yeah, exactly. And just Ugh. like you just it's from the get go negative. Yeah, and exactly. So, what other uh, things have happened to you on uh, Grinder? One guy came over. It was just after I moved to Berlin, and it was so it was on Gay Romeo. It was this German guy and he was one of the very few guys I've ever had over to my house or agreed to meet who I didn't see their face, but he had a very big dick. Okay. And so when we were, and that, and I was like, okay, let's see how it goes. And, uh, when we were, when we were, I guess it was called, I guess you'd call it chatting, but like back then it was really messy. You had to send a message and then send a message. It was, didn't have any kind of chat functionality like it does now. Yeah. But you know, it was equivalent than chatting. He was like, oh, so you, this is all in German. So he said, oh, so you like, um, you like big penises? And I was like, yeah. He goes, no, no, say you like big penises. And so I had to like type, oh, I know I like big penises. It's like, okay, good. <laughs> uh, and I was like, okay, fine. So I was over there, hmm, okay. But like his whole profile was about the fact he had a big dick. So it, it kind of made sense. Anyway, he came over and he was, oh, he was absolutely hideous. And so I yeah, oh, gays are so superficial. <laughs> and there's me saying he was hideous. I'm, you know, I'm gay, I'm superficial too. Yeah, I mean, it's all right to find people hideous. It's fine, Right, yeah, know? exactly. Not everyone can be beautiful. Um, but he came over, he was really hideous, but he did have a very big dick. And so I got to sucking it. And like sucking dick is not all I like to do, but it was all he wanted to have done. So I was already a bit kind of like disappointed. Yeah. Uh, although having said that, he was not an attractive man. So I didn't really mind that I didn't have to do anything else. Anyway, so I was, I was kind of getting along and it was, you know, a struggle because he was so large. Um, but he was saying, like talking all the time and sometimes demanding that I talk too. So a lot of it was like, yeah, you like that, don't you? You like my big cock. You like my really big dick. You like my giant penis. <laughs> uh, and he was like, and then he would ask me, he's like, do you like it? And, I, and I'd be like, mm, rawr, rawr. <laughs> and then he'd be like, no, say it. Say you like it. Say you like my really big dick. It's like, I really like your really big dick. And it's like, good, good. Yeah. yeah. And it was obviously, obviously really turned him on. I mean, thank God he had a big dick. Because if he was really turned on by how big, having people say he had and a big dick, he would have been disappointed. <laughs> uh, but somehow throughout his years of having a big dick, he had managed to get into being turned on by people saying he had a really big dick and that they really loved his big dick so i was doing it but then he start he would every so often he would mix in he would say things like 
like really clinical terms. It's like, yeah, you like my giant uh, sexual organ, don't you? Like you would say, <laughs> ah, yeah, mein Geschlechtsteil. Ah, yeah, mein riesig große Penisse. It's like my really big penis. Like no one says the word penis during sex. It's just a word you don't say. And it, and it, yeah, and it made me laugh. And eventually I realized a number of things. One was that he wasn't going to come, which I find very unsatisfying if the other guy doesn't come. I'm not very interested in coming during sex. So I can get by without it. But if he, if the other guy doesn't come, I feel partly like I haven't done a really job and I don't like that feeling. And partly, you know, unsatisfied because I like the feeling that a guy's come. Yeah. You like to pleasure, basically. That's what we're saying. Uh, that gives me a kind of weirdly submissive quality, which isn't necessarily the case. Hmm. Um, I do like that, I guess. But no, but there's a, there's a kind of building up of tension and then a kind of orgasmic release yeah which is nice to enjoy yeah i can understand that uh, yeah. rather than the oh i really love giving pleasure um but it's really yeah the moment of orgasm is very enjoyable <laughs> as, as history has taught us <laughs> anyway um uh right so i, I became, became obvious he wasn't going to come suddenly not through my machinations uh and i was just could not stop laughing at these terms he was coming out with like geschlechtteil it sounds very clinical and penis and everything and i so i just stopped and i said i'm really sorry but i'm gonna have to ask you to leave um, you know can you can you go <laughs> thanks thanks for coming over i'm really sorry <laughs> and he was like oh okay and you know packed it away and went uh but yeah it's just a bit absurd the whole thing uh so that was, that was a, i mean i found it mildly amusing uh the other time that was mildly amusing was in london back in london when very cute oh Ginger boy came over. Oh, I love gingers. Anyway, he came <laughs> over and I was, we did, we did various things, but I was um, rimming him. That's one of my favorite things to do is rim a guy. In fact, my room? rim. Rim. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know rim. Yeah, yeah I know. I know rim. <laughs> I, I know, know rim. rim. Oh, rim yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, so I was rimming him. In fact, my grinder profile at the moment is love to eat ass. Because I was like, do you know what? Instead of having to say it in a message, why don't I just tell people? Yeah. And then anyone who's into it can write to me. And anyone who doesn't, because what I hated was saying that I really liked it. And then someone like, oh, I'm not really into it. It's like, okay, yeah. fine. Well, then let's not meet up. But now it says it as my profile title. So now people really know from the get-go. You're the rim guy, basically. <laughs> I'm the rim guy. <laughs> maybe, I'd, now, maybe that'll be my next draft. <laughs> There's a guy on Gay Romeo whose like, profile is like best rimmer ever. And I feel like reaching to him is like, I think we should sort this out. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, he, he, he lives like one, one and a half kilometers from me. So I see him whenever I log on. I'm like, <laughs> are we going to have to organize like an orgy to sort this out? <laughs> uh, competition. Anyway, uh, so I was rooming this guy and he, he was like muffled into my pillow, started like mumbling. And he said, oh, you dirty boy. <laughs> <laughs> right. My reaction. Exactly. Just start laughing. So, and I was like, I can't laugh now. So I like just shoved my face into his ass and like hoped it muffled my laughter <laughs> and carried on. We carried on. We sorted, we finished up, we sorted all that, we finished it up. And then afterwards, as he was sort of getting dressed, I said, um, did you know, <laughs> did, you, did you know that you uh, said, you dirty boy uh, to me when, <laughs> when we were doing that? And he went, yeah, sorry. Um, it's just, I'm Catholic. And uh, what we did just now was a sin. <laughs> and I was like, well, I mean, <laughs> you came to my place. <laughs> like, I didn't force it on you. Because, uh, yeah, I know. Sorry, but, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, anyway, I really hope you get some help for that. <laughs> I really hope you sort it out. 
uh, you know, these issues. Because oh, wow. I had a good time. <laughs> um, bye. You know, you can leave now. Uh, but yeah. And then I was telling this story. I was having dinner with some friends years later. It was after I moved to Berlin and I was back in London. One of my friends I was visiting said, oh, I've got this new boyfriend who's really lovely. He's ginger. And it reminded me immediately of my ginger <laughs> experience, so to speak. And uh, and then he said his name. And I was like, wasn't that that guy's name? Ah, no, I'm sure there are plenty of ginger people called that. And then he said, he's a singer. And I thought, that's great. Because my guy was a law student. He's going to be a lawyer. So it can't be the same guy. So I said, oh, great. Can I see a picture? I hadn't said anything that point. I said, oh, great. Can I see a picture? He showed me a picture and it was him. <laughs> and I said... Oh, that's really funny. Because why? Because, well, oh, you know, I've had sex with him. And he said, oh, I knew one of my friends would have done. I guess I'm glad it's you because I know you have quite good taste. So that means I have good taste too. Great. I said, shall I tell you something funny? (laughs) So I told him and my other two friends at the table this story. And And I said, so how is he now? You know, he's got a boyfriend, so he must have like got over it. He went, yeah, he's got a lot better. He like, you know, had a realization that it was okay to be gay and blah, 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 blah. And like, he's out to his parents now. And I was like, okay, it sounds really good. I'm really happy he's found someone and it's you and he's got it, got through it all because I felt really bad for him at the time. You know, it's not yeah. his fault. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, those two things happened. That's a good ending though. Yeah, I think so. Positive. I mean, I'm sure they're not together anymore. But um, yeah, it was nice. Well, uh, thank you for for coming and telling me all okay, these stories. Some, it was interesting. <laughs> it was uh, it was pretty interesting. Yeah, um, thank you for inviting me. And uh, yeah, if uh, if anyone uh, feel like uh, following us on Instagram, uh, it's Unmatch Me Now. And uh, please subscribe. And see you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>